All right, so today we're going to talk about Corella. This is like another one of the Disney remakes, right? Because they're going through this like, or it's not really a remake, actually. What, what would you call this, Robert? Like a backstory? It's not it's an origin the story? The closest right? would be a prequel to 101 Dalmatians. But hang on. Right. Welcome, welcome to Nerding Daily. <laughs> it's James and Robert here. I think they know it's Nerding Daily because they click on us, right? I, I just feel it, figure that we've gotten to that point, maybe. We don't have to say, but okay. okay. <laughs> but kidding. who are we? We're Robert and James, and they all know, right? Don't they? Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Maybe not. We're just we're just people. We're just I wish people. they would send us an email and say, "Yeah, we like it when you introduce us or yourselves." <laughs> Let but us yeah. know. Email us. That would be cool to get an. E- I think we've only gotten emails from like like spam mail. I don't think we've had any fan mail. Well, uh, and of. to be honest, to the audience, we've gotten a lot of things like, "Hey, you could do an interview with this person," and we don't care. Yeah, because yeah, we don't know who that person is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well. But we want you, the listeners, emailing us. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so if you're listening <laughs> and you feel free, uh, or if you feel uh, inspired to email us, it's uh, nerdingdaily at gmail.com. There you go. Yeah, and drop us a line. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was I was thinking about where this would lie in like the timeline yeah. with 101 Dalmatians. And I think that it's it's so far separated that you can kind of call it a prequel you can kind of call it its own thing without getting into too much into the story since we're just starting Mm -hmm. um it does make me kind of want them to do a sequel but that's more focused on cruella and not really the 101 dalmatians right like her like her perspective like where she's coming from well and let's be fair 101 dalmatians is not the greatest disney movie it's not the greatest movie by far uh, based off of anything other than hey it's the best movie to see dalmatians if you like dalmatians (laughs) um but it's like the 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 main thing is the main like hook for 101 dalmatians is oh my gosh look at all these puppies right and oh my gosh this lady's psycho yeah yeah. Like this lady's evil wanting to, you know, cut up all these dogs and use their fur for fashion. Absolutely. Like that's really the biggest two takeaways from 101 Dalmatians. So, yeah, you should focus more on Cruella DeVille. Right, right. And and so, and, and they really demonize her in that, you know, and it's kind of nice that they're coming from this direction, you know, yeah. which is which reminds me of is it wicked like the the musical about the from the wizard of oz yeah you know they kind of never saw it but yeah it, they do that kind of angle too so and, and maleficent yeah and maleficent yeah which yeah. I, you know that's another disney one i like and I, I always forget about it. i always forget that one's disney in a way i yeah. don't know the second one i never gave a shot but yeah me either <laughs> but i don't know okay first off i gotta say when they announced cruella and that emma stone was going to be playing her i was like okay this gives me a glimmer of hope yeah and then they <clears throat> excuse me they announced the director and the writer i was like oh they're going for like a, a team of like auteurs oh i was like wow that's interesting and then i saw the trailer and yeah she kind of has this um devil wears prada right slash like punk 1970s punk aesthetic to it it did have. And i was that. like i was like i'm in i'm in i was excited to see it after seeing the trailer well she some just people, some people weren't well she just goes flat out artist on on, on most of yeah. those which was great yeah yeah I, I i did enjoy that yeah so uh i mean they they literally start at the beginning too that's the other thing that surprised me i didn't know where this was going to pick up yeah um yeah i mean she starts it starts with her as a little kid and she's always had that you know separate black and white hair Mm-hmm. And her mom's super nice. Uh, what is her real name? Estella. I think it's Estella. Yeah, and I just like it that she has this kind of, in a way, kind of split personality between the good Estella and the bad Estella. Um, and her mom jokingly says, "Like, don't be Cruella." Right. That's <laughs> so where she kind of hampers that down when she wants to. Right. But you see her like trying to be the new kid in school, and she just doesn't want to play by the rules. Like it's it's all the things that you would expect from somebody that's you know, quote unquote evil. When they kind of show that she has that quality in her, you yeah. know, and it's almost like it, it's, it's something she, she is like, it comes out like it's brought out, but, but there's always a reason for it. Right. It's not like, yeah. it's not just on its own. It's not. And she, she tries to t- dial it back, but you're right. Yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting as well. Oh, and I have to mention, cause I did have to look it up. The director, I, I remember looking this up before, but I couldn't remember. It's um, David Gillespie, who his last movie he directed was *I Tonya*. Oh, 
And one of the writers... His name's uh, David? It's not It's not Craig? Oh, Craig Gillespie. Sorry. Okay, I was wondering. Yeah, and he did Lars and the Real Girl, right? Lars and the Real Girl. I like that movie. He, he's done some good stuff, and this is yeah. like... I don't know. I don't know about you, James. I The live-action remakes of Disney, I usually don't give a crap about. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was going to say that earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, it's, it's just... You can tell when it's for money, and you can tell when somebody actually wants to do something with it. Well, they're hit or miss. They are way too more miss than hit. (laughs) When it's when it's a beloved movie, you don't need to remake it. Like Aladdin, Lion King, those ones, and The Little Mermaid's coming up, and that's probably going to be awful. You don't need to remake those ones. Mulan, maybe, but I wasn't crazy about that remake. And you know, I I watched Mulan, and it had its moments. It had its moments that were good. Um, but you're right. Yeah. It it wasn't necessary. Any Mulan movie that doesn't end with her getting beheaded like she did in real life. Leaves me disappointed. (laughs) Just saying, just saying. Oh boy. But no, the original animated Mulan, I hated as a kid. I like it a lot more now. Right. Especially compared to the live action one. (laughs) But that's me. But like when you have it in like a not so beloved franchise, 101 Dalmatians, everybody knows, but it's not anyone's favorite Disney movie, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the Jungle Book, like that was to keep kind of keep Disney afloat. Like they recycled a lot of animation from it right? or from other movies into Jungle Book. And it's a short it's a short film. Mm-hmm. But that's like the last other than Maleficent. That's like the last live action remake that I was like, I'm glad I watched this. This is right. actually pretty good. Yeah, that one was actually this is something good. this they're telling the same story, but they're doing it a different way. They're doing it a more interesting way. Mm hmm. And, like, they're expanding, like, as much as needed. They're not, like, trying to make, like, a whole universe of it. You know? Right. So I, I think Corolla kind of fits in with that, where they're expanding on the idea of this character, which everybody remembers from the original cartoon, but it gives you a lot more room for interpretation. Right, right. Yeah. Well, they they really did a good job with the cast, too, on this one. Yeah. They had a very strong cast. There wasn't a character that I didn't really like, actually, or that annoyed me that I can think of as far as the core groups. But yeah, I, I think everyone really did a good job, especially uh, Emma Thompson. But I've always been a fan of hers. She she was really good in a that Shakespeare film, Much Ado About Nothing. And I haven't seen her in a very long time. And, yeah. yeah, yeah and we, She's not popping up as much. We we uh we had just watched it with Kinsey because she had watched Romeo and Juliet, you know, the one with Claire Danes. I always argued that Much Ado About Nothing was better. And uh, Kinsey sided with me after watching it because it has a very <laughs> hilarious uh, Michael Keaton scene, which is just awesome. <laughs> the whole movie's worth it just for that scene. But anyway, oh my. back to uh, Corella. <laughs> but uh, Emma Stone did great. I thought uh, she had quite the range uh, going back mm-hmm. and forth between her, you know, her different, like almost like her, her Clark Kent versus Superman type personalities where she puts the glasses on and changes the hair. <laughs> Her more mundane persona versus like the more fashionista outspoken one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought that yeah. was clever. Um, yeah, I agree. And I liked her goons um, that she ends up adopting. I thought that was great. Um, I kept losing track of the puppy. Remember the, she had a puppy in the beginning. At the yeah, party. It's just a different puppy later. Is that a what it is? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I was like, but is it just we... older? <laughs> <laughs> but we're jumping ahead here. i'm sorry so, i'm sorry where do you want to start then when well when she was a kid she was causing trouble and uh her mom wanted to go to this uh this mansion for some reason and yeah trouble oh, yeah. arises yeah there's a confrontation you know. for some some purpose yeah there's a confrontation um cruella or estella is left alone and it's just, uh, you know, it's a really heartbreaking way to start a movie that's about the so-called villain. And she even meets her two goons, or whatever you'd call them. Right, in the midst um, of that. When they're younger, yeah. Right, and they have, like, and a like, layer. Yeah, that was all fun. <laughs> like, it wasn't just too, like, you know, like, oh, you numbskull, blah, blah, blah. Like, both of the both of the guys, they had, like, an actual character to them. Yeah, and I really liked that they're, that they're characters, you know, they're... they're typical like street thugs but they have like a line that they cross and then they have like actual pet one of them has an actual pet himself which was pretty funny uh mm-hmm. the way he utilizes that pet in committing his crimes a uh, little chihuahua or whatever it was <laughs> yeah with the yeah yeah <laughs> but uh no, that's cool yeah it was cool uh, like so 
I mean, so they all hang out. They're these. She joins and she's like, you know, screw society. I'm I'm out here, you know, just trying to live my life and be myself. Right. But there's always that part of her where she's like, I still want to, you know, grow up and I want to I want to make I want to make fashion. I want to make art. Right. Clothes. When her boss like humiliates her or something one night or one day and she goes on a bender. Yeah, the 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 goons were like nice enough to like coax uh, her resume to the front, and like she's just she has the job now at this mm-hmm. like really fancy department store. But the boss just treats her like garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she kind of loses it one night and get, goes on this bender, and and just her creativity just comes out. She and she pulls kind of like an elf, where she passes out in that um, display window, yeah. but it gets all this attention, and then they immediately want to know who she is, or. Uh, the Baroness immediately wants to know who she is, and that's how they meet, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, the Baroness. Okay. The you you said that there's not one person that bothers you with acting, right? The boss boss was too over the top. You think so? I think. Huh. With with his like with his facial mannerisms, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like that was <laughs> oh, a little I, over the top. Oh, I, like, okay. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. It didn't it didn't bother me at the time though. I I think it was just forgettable. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but for, like, everybody else is, like, playing it straight. Like, he's, like, playing it goofy. He's over the top. <laughs> yeah, he's, he was a bit over the top. But that's okay. He was a small part of it. Right. And he's he's not in it after, I don't think. Or is he at the... Uh, maybe he's at the party later, right? I don't know. Whatever. It, it was not that important. <laughs> no, it wasn't. He was forgettable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she ends up going to work with the Baroness, right? She's Baroness is, like, this high fashion, like... I don't know. Is she a fashion designer herself or is she own a company? I, I think she's a fashion designer herself and owns a company, actually. Yeah, I, I, I see it as like, you know, she got like like a lot of fashion designers. She got lucky and made a name for herself and then started her own company right. and started her own store. But yeah, it's there's not much known about her. Right. It's just that she's very self-centered. She's very um, she's very rude. Like she'll have people fired for basically nothing. She steals from people. She steals from people. Yep. yep. So it's like, you know, you feel bad for Estella, like working under somebody like that. Of course, you know, she's trying to play it straight and have just a job. You know, even if it's, you know, I have to jump the ladder to this, to this, to this. It's still like, come on, treat me like a human. So she just kind of breaks that one night. I love that. Right. That was honestly, I don't know anything about fashion, but that was a cool like display window. It where, was. Where it had like all the graffiti on it. It had the ruffles made out of newspaper because she was taking out the trash. It, it looked like, like, like it reminded me of like British punk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Probably it was why like I UK it. punk. I guess it was, there's some graffiti too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yeah, it was very good. Yeah, I really thought that was cool. And it got, it got, the, it got the attention and it got her hired only for her to end up having, I don't know that was heartbroken, but um, she ended up, uh, the Baroness ended up stealing from her uh, and then, Firing her, right? <laughs> no, she didn't fire her. She didn't fire her? No, no, no. She was still working for her for most of the movie. But it was like, it was this, yeah, this whole thing about having a double life. Where it's like, in the morning or in the day, she has to just deal with the... The Baroness. Countess. Baroness. Yeah. The Baroness is crap. But at night, like, that's when she'll do, like, the Cruella stuff. It's like she's like a fashion Batman. She would show up kind and... Of- she would show up and like one up the Baroness at like her own events, mm-hmm. <laughs> just leave. So cool. <laughs> and, and and those were really clever. Like they were. Their their schemes. I actually really enjoyed that. Like it, it's fun because you're you're you didn't think that you would be rooting for Cruella in no. a movie. No. But like they, I love how they have that strap that goes around her car, mm-hmm. so she's stuck in her. The Baroness is stuck in her own car. And Corolla just jumps up on top with her big dress and just covers the windows. That was just so great. <laughs> yeah. Or the it one was... with the dump truck. Yeah. That one was really cool. And then how her whole dress was the trash. <laughs> She's yeah. walking away. Or no, they're driving her away. That was they're so cool. Her away. Yeah. Yeah. Every, I mean, every one of those like was a statement to you are old news. I am new news and I am going to take over. Nobody's oh, going to care about you. Anymore. Yeah, it was good. It was great. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Absolutely. And she found, uh, I don't know if you noticed, she found a bunch of different ways to, to mask her eyes, mask her face a little bit. Right, right. Sometimes it did look like graffiti. Sometimes it was just like a mask. Right. I thought it was all really clever when it came to that stuff. Yeah, they, whoever did the costume design uh, should win a definite Oscar for this. 
I'm sure they will. Best costume, right? They have that category. Is it makeup and costume or something? Yeah, something like that. I think it's like, yeah, I think, I think, because I didn't, um, I want to say it happened for Black Panther, if I'm not mistaken. And that was like the first time I noticed it, which is <laughs> sad on my part. Oh. I don't typically watch the Oscars all that much, though. But I'm sure someone will get, I, I'm sure if, if there is that, this show, this movie will get it. <laughs> well, and I, I, I think for that category, it's one that they don't show on TV. They don't? I oh. think. I think. Huh. I even I I missed this year's one. It kind of just blew me past too. me. Me too. Yeah. So I didn't hear anything about it like mm-hmm. leading up to it, and then the day of, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's on." Oh, whatever. So I don't know. I don't keep up with that stuff like you know Josh does. Yeah, he he's all over the Oscars. Yeah, you know he would know if he was here. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like it was it was such a fun like it in a way it kind of reminded me of Ocean's Eleven. Kind yeah. Of, you know, with the planning. Plan this. Yeah. I could see that. But in a good way, not an Ocean's Eight way. Wait, when did Black Panther come out? Twenty nineteen. It did. No, it did was... win. It did win Best Costume Design in twenty nineteen. Black Panther. Oh, how crazy! So how oh, did I know that for twenty nineteen's Oscars? Twenty nineteen. Yep. Yeah, because that was it came out in twenty eighteen. Makes sense. Well, okay. and Little Women won, which is weird to me in twenty twenty. No, it, it was that was that was a great movie. Oh, so... it, but it, it got Best Costume Design. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, no, I know. Oh, okay. I know. Did they have but good like, costumes? <laughs> They they had really good costumes. Oh okay, <laughs> yeah. It I was... just I just imagine like drab like dresses from like you know Victorian times. <laughs> that's, that's well, why. for that one, it, it, it's hard to describe, but I don't know the the design of and I'll go off on a little tangent about little women here, I guess. Sure. Um, just it all felt like it was almost like a new story being told. Oh, it like, was. It wasn't just like regular like Victorian era costumes. Uh-huh. Like it, they all had like kind of a a personality to them. Oh, like okay. it was, you know, where they had, where they're from a poor family, kind of helping out the richer family. Mm-hmm. Like it, it didn't, I don't know, it didn't feel like plain to me. The whole okay. movie didn't feel plain to me. Huh. Even though Little Women's been, you know, interpreted hundreds of different times. Right. Hundreds of different ways. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, um, good for them. I don't know, you know, I don't usually see the movie for the fashion right but this is corello is one that you know is put like in the forefront so it's definitely more noticeable more important in this movie yeah absolutely well we find out that uh you know the gosh i keep wanting to say countess the baroness baroness has corella's uh locket oh that's right so we find out (laughs) that the baroness has uh corella's uh locket yeah, that she that she lost when she was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And so it starts, you know, coming to her like, oh, it's the Baroness right. that's behind all of this. And so it's basically declaring war. Like she kind of starts acting like Cruella all the time instead of just like instead of it being a character. Mm-hmm. And then from there it goes to I want to kill the Baroness. Right. And in, she, in all fairness. Yeah. And she's she has this great scheme to get that that locket mm-hmm. um that you know she involves her two goons and the, the the dog and and um they have the dog dressed as a rat which is hilarious um and she ruins yet another party like she did <laughs> that that first night when yep. uh, her her um mother died yeah and um it's really funny to me how she shows up in that nice dress right and she confronts the baroness and how in the chaos, she's able to pull the, to get the locket away. And then you have that whole deal, like almost like Indiana Jones, you know, where it's going across the floor, <laughs> which way, mm-hmm. you know, amongst the chaos. And one of the dogs, I guess they train the dog to swallow it. I don't know. One of the dogs swallows it. One of the Dalmatians. The Dalmatians. Ferocious yeah. Dalmatian. I didn't know that they were that ferocious. But whatever. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. And these, yeah. these dogs are like, like the same ones that killed her mom, which these dogs would be really old. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she ends up kidnapping those dogs because she needs to, you know, follow them around so they can poop out the um, the, the prize okay. locket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just like from there, just obviously everything escalates and escalates between the Baroness and Cruella. And okay, I, I we were always a spoiler podcast. Yes, I just have to put that out there. We've warned you dozens of times by now, but the. Uh, what was it? The cicada or the moth? Oh, uh, that part was cool. Yeah, it was like a, a moth egg dress. Right. That was such a smart idea. And oh, it's, yeah. it's one of those things like 
in most like caper movies or thriller movies, you can kind of get a hint as to like, how are the good guys going to win? How are they going to pull this through? How are they going to, you know, do blah, blah, blah. I, I did not see that coming whatsoever. Me either. I, I thought she yeah. would have like some way to cut that box out and it would just fall somewhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or, or I don't know. I had no idea how she's going to end up ruining that, but that was genius. Having the moths. Yeah. Oh, that was just absolute genius. And it looked really cool. Yeah, because at that point, they had the Baroness, she had, like, that was her, like, spring fashion week or whatever. Right, and she had, like, like nine or ten, or is it twelve dresses? Something, something right like there. that, yeah. yeah. And she needed to unveil them all because this was, like, a hit or miss thing. Sales are going down, stuff like that. So, of course, Estella makes, you know, a dress that does that and eats the rest of the, the moths eat the rest of the dresses. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's such a good, I don't know. That, that was, was done well. That was really that was really clever. Oh man! And okay, I gotta say the soundtrack for this mm-hmm. was killer. Yeah, it was killer man. Yeah, I really that is my the kind music. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it fit. It fit. It didn't feel out of place. Yeah, I agree. It was very. Yeah. It was a very well um, curated soundtrack. Absolutely. Yeah, 60s, yeah, 70s rock, and going into punk. Oh my gosh, that's like my jam. <laughs> yeah, and it was well. It was appropriately placed to the point yeah. where um, it fit the movie. Or sometimes, the era, yeah, yeah, fit there. Or sometimes that doesn't work, you know. Yeah, and it takes you out. And this kept kept you in, and I and it added. So I, I agree absolutely. I was going to say that earlier. Yeah, when it comes to pop culture references or soundtracks for movies, I always keep an eye out because obviously we're nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> when it's when it doesn't fit, like that's way too noticeable. That's more, that's way more noticeable to me than it is to a regular person. Right. But like this in Cruella, they did it the right way in something like Captain Marvel, which uh, it was supposed to be set in like 91 or 92. Right. But then they have things from as far as like 97. Yeah. In the soundtrack, like that whole song or the No Doubt song, Just a Girl, because they had to put it in there. Right. They couldn't just get like era appropriate stuff. Like when they do get era appropriate stuff and it fits the tone of the scene or scenes, then it it just... I don't know. It, it makes me feel a lot happier. It makes me more enveloped into the movie. No, Instead I... of something taking me out, like, what was it? There was something that we were watching, and there was like a Mortal Kombat um, arcade machine. Oh. But it was like five years before Mortal Kombat came out. <laughs> yeah, that's awful when that happens. <laughs> I don't remember what that was. I don't know. But those kinds of mistakes happen often. Yeah, it's just, it's jarring more than anything Like to me. I, I'm not sure what year 911 came out oh like the actual 911 yeah service? like 911 the phone number yeah the phone number but yeah. like there's times where in movies someone's calling 911 and it hadn't come out yet you know <laughs> that's yeah and it doesn't bother me but i see it all the time in complaints like in threads <laughs> i'm like well i didn't know that i didn't know when it came out <laughs> it'll the next thing will be like the 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 biopic based off of you know uh, when the phone was first invented and that'll be like the second number that they call <laughs> yeah. it's like that's that's not air appropriate man come on i guess it came out in 1957 in case you want to know <laughs> so that's not that long ago if you think about it <laughs> like 50 years after the telephone was invented yeah emergency telephone number was invented in 1957 oh my gosh all right yeah 1957 so, so before you before i think you just would call remember they used to like call the operator and then have the operator do it, right? It would be like call operator, the police or something. Call the yeah. police. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And then I don't know when it changed or why it changed. Maybe there was too many phones at that point. I don't. Know. <laughs> Who knows? I just. Oh my gosh. Just I, I'm thinking how much of a nightmare that would be, especially like operator. Hi, I, it's an emergency. Can you get me through to police? And they'll ask like one moment. <laughs> no, they won't even say one moment. They'll be like, okay, where's the occurrence happening? Oh right. And then that would probably cause, you know, systemic racism. Like, oh, it's in this part of town. Oh, oh click. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Back in those days? Oh, yeah. Who knows? Well. Good thing there's an actual service now. Yeah, now there's an actual service. And then they get there when they get there. <laughs> if they get there. <laughs> they come, yeah, that's right. In, when I had that car accident, they never showed up. They never did? Oh, weird. Never did. I called them three times. Uh, and then I called them a fourth time. I was like, okay, forget it. That's terrible. That yeah. is terrible. Wow. Sometimes they do their jobs. Sometimes, you know, whoever's busy, whatever. Right. 
Right. Oh. I guess back to Corella. <laughs> <laughs> now she she ends up kind of like having her own like team, right? Like she gets her own. She meets this dude that she's known for a while. Um, oh yeah, his name's like the guy Artie. Who- yeah, yeah, he has the secondhand shop. Yeah, he has a secondhand shop, and she like recruits him, and he kind of helps her out with designing some of those uh, dresses. And I'm not sure when like she gets found out. I can't remember exactly when that happens, but there's a Mark Mark Strong's character. Um, what's his name? I don't know. It's you Mark know, Strong, the bald guy. Yeah, yeah, bald um, guys. That's in everything. <laughs> yeah. You can tell that he was going to be a good guy. You, yeah, you can tell that he was going to yeah. somehow fit. Because uh, he now, did they show him with the baby in the beginning? They do, huh? Uh, they, they flashback, um, cause it's closer to the end of the oh, movie. Oh, it's a flashback. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, Corilla gets found out, you know, her double wife is exposed. The Baroness, um, uh, basically leaves her to die in a right. fire and, uh, Mark Strong saves her and tells her, you know, this is your lineage. Um, you're the Baroness's, um, daughter actually that she never wanted. Wow. Yeah. And that part's heartbreaking. Cause I it... kind of saw that coming a little bit, but. I, I saw it. I saw it happening in a different way. I I had a feeling too, but I didn't know it was going to be as brutal as they like presented it. Father is really kind and loving, or they kind of portray him that way. And how she's like, oh, I don't want this burden of a baby. Take it, take it away. You know, she didn't look at it. Yeah. And and then they they kind of show in the flashback that he that I think his name is John. He notices the hair on the baby. Mm-hmm. So I, I it's like that's how he kind of knew, especially when she shows up to that party. And they're all wearing the same. Or was that after? That's after. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, they're all wearing the Corolla getup. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Because they think that she's dead. Yeah. Right, right. From the fire. No, that was that was a clever way to go in undetected. That was, yeah. And you have the montage of them just tackling, the security just tackling random people. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. But yeah, so the the whole thing about her being the, the Baroness is, right? Baroness? Yeah, Baroness. Huh? keep i keep wanting no you're, you're, i don't know why baroness is good you got it okay but yeah i thought it was going to go a different way i thought it was going to be like mark strong is her dad mm. and her mom at the beginning is her mom okay but the uh, baroness see i almost did it i almost, mm-hmm. did, it. I almost did the baroness um uh had to have mark strong work for her like tirelessly and uh him being close to his wife and the baby got in the way would would get in the way so she bought out like she just gave the 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 mom money to like hey get out of her hair get out of her life kind of thing gotcha i thought it was gonna go that way right but it it, honestly with all the back and forth like fighting right between the two fashionistas it's uh it makes more sense that the baroness is her mom yeah i agree and i i do like that that um that reveal um and it's uh it's pretty amazing because it's like two villains (sighs) You know, yeah. facing off, which is great. Yeah. Um, and I, I was real. It was well played. Acting was what it was excellent. The writing was excellent. Um, it had me. It had me like engaged. And I don't typically like this sort of movie. I'll say that. Yeah. No. Me too. <laughs> this isn't something I would go to. <laughs> there was there was there was minimal things to complain about with this. I don't yeah. think we'll get into the last part of the movie uh, oh. too much, so we don't right, you right, know right, give right. too much away. Right. Um, there was some dodgy CGI at the end there, though, that bothered me. Yeah, I the, think the, I know what scene you're talking about. Yeah, that was a little... Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. You can tell when it's, you know, fake water. You can tell when it's um, uh, not real animals, which is well, fine to a degree. And it, it, It's not as heavy as reliance on CGI as, like, the Lion King. And there's not a lot of cliffs that are as high as Mount Everest, you know? That is true. Because <laughs> there was so much time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that uh, was but, a little. That was just a little too much. Yeah, it was. It was. I. I would have been. I would have been okay with her falling over and holding on somewhere. You know, or or hooking on to a bungee cord even. Why? You know, she's talking cleverly. You know, leaning up against the pole and and putting on a hook. You know, and then and then letting that that happen. But yeah, I don't care. I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm not gonna let it ruin the movie. It is what it is, and at the end, you know, everything works out, and you even have the two owners, the two uh, adults from 101 Dalmatians um, show up at the end, or showed up a little bit throughout the movie, but that at the was end, they cool. get their Dalmatians. Yeah, that was cool, and and she's the one that gives it to them. 
and then that's how they meet, right? I mean, we just assume. Um, and, well, and let's, let's no, back... they, they they met a different way. Oh, they did. Um, they they didn't meet in in the movie. They okay, the movie. but they like run into each other in the in the animated movie. Oh, that's right, that's right. And it's like, oh, you have a Dalmatian, I do too. That's right, that's right. Wouldn't it be weird if we had a hundred and one? Yes. <laughs> it's. I'm not. A, I'm not. If if you can tell, I'm not a fan of the original no, Dalmatians. No. But let, let's backtrack a little bit to where um, she, it, it's revealed that her, her mother um, was murdered by, well, she, well, she finds out that this is her real mother and that her, her adopted mother was murdered by her in, in the same fashion. And how she murders um, Stella, or is it, it's not Stella, Estella. Estella, in the same fashion in front of the entire fas- fashion community. <laughs> and they all witness it and they take her away. And she's just shocked. And how she's even after she's done it and everyone's seen her do it, she's just like adamant about how it was an accident, you know? Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um, and how it really played up to her stubbornness and, um, her ego, her ego. Yeah. Yeah. So they really did a good job on, on giving that point, um, uh, driving that home. I mean, you, you see people like this on, you know, like YouTube and Twitter where, you know, they're a toxic individual, but, they don't see that. They just see that they're always right and the world's against them. <laughs> right, right. So I'm I'm thinking of a particular person because uh yeah, I watch a lot of YouTube, but sure. I won't I won't bring it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that's okay. That's okay. Well and, I, but, and it was very convenient that Estella left everything to Corella. Yeah. But, but that she killed that part of herself so she can start fresh. Um as and, just Corella. Yeah, and inherit the entire um estate. So it, It'd be interesting if they do n- another movie um, to see where that what angle that takes. Yeah, but yeah, I enjoyed it, it. I recommend it. Yeah, me too. It's uh, it's weird because usually in a in a remake or a prequel, I don't like when it's so blatantly obvious. Like, hey, that's where this came from. Hey, that's where this came from. Hey, this is referencing this thing that people like. Um, but the references to the old uh, 101 Dalmatians, mm-hmm. like how she came up with the Corella Deville. Yes. And, uh, you know, having the Roger and uh, Anita at the end there. Right. Or kind of, you know, dispersed throughout the movie. I was okay with. Yeah. With the car. Because, I mean, that made sense. Yeah. With the car, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And with Roger and Anita, there's such a, is there's such a small part to this movie. Right. It's like, okay, fine. But you, you already know, have you can... the, the husband writing a song about her. Like, does he work for her or what? What's going on with it? <laughs> I don't remember. He yeah. did. He sang that during the, you know, during the animated movie. And I don't know. I don't remember what that was about. Yeah, me either. Like, I'm, I haven't he, watched that movie since the 80s, I think. <laughs> he just wanted to become a composer or something instead of a lawyer. Right. Something. I think. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that they had enough money to feed 101 Dalmatians themselves and have a nice house. That's right. That's right. Which, uh, that's the real fairy tale. <laughs> yes. Especially in London. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, you're right. It would be. But yeah. But yes, that is, it is recommended uh, by me as well. I, I did enjoy it. You know, if you don't have to be a diehard Disney fan for this, you can be just like a, you know, enjoyer of a of, of film or just like a glancing knowledge mm-hmm. of Corella DeVille and you'll get something out of it. Yeah, I agree. It was, it's definitely done well. Yes. Well played Disney. Well played. Yeah. <laughs> and if they keep the same people on board, I would not mind a sequel. Yeah, I wouldn't for this one. I'm actually curious. I, w- I would like to see the same perspective. Like this, I, I want them to maintain that continuity, you know? Yeah. See what happens. And it's, and I'm such a big fan of Emma Stone. I'm glad that she, uh, she got to be a part of this. And I, I feel like I don't see her in movies that much anymore. Yeah, me either. Yeah, like she's maybe it's just the movies I'm watching. But yeah, I'm trying to think what I've seen her in last. And you're right, I haven't seen her in something in a while. Oh, La La Land. But that was that's a while ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we're. So, yeah. I guess that's it. So I guess we're yeah. on uh, to uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Yep. Now it's our time to talk about Raya. James finally saw it. I finally saw it. And I've been putting it off. Like, honestly, the trailer kind of misled me. Yeah. I watched that trailer and I'm like, yeah, that does not look Disney to me for some reason. Um, and I typically like Disney animations. And, you know, they should have redone that trailer because I really liked it, this one. I was shocked. It was a very good yeah. movie. I, I know that there was like last minute rewrites and stuff like that. Oh. Um, but it like the trailer made it come off 
as like it tried to show that it had all these tropes of a Disney film, uh, but felt like a you know like a cheap copy. <laughs> yeah, it did. But when you actually see it, when you actually see the movie, like. I don't know. It, it felt like a breath of fresh air compared to a lot of the older stuff, more formulaic, where it's like you have the action hero, you have the the goofy um, character that helps, well, and I, you have like the the kid character that's cute, right? But just visually, it was the aesthetic, the the palettes, the 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 backgrounds that they did were just beautiful. There was some great cinematography in this, and I did not. I, I mean, I I guess I just didn't really give it a fair chance but yeah i feel like the trailer the trailer just didn't pull me in to want to see it like i just didn't yeah. care and we, yeah. and we were looking for something to watch the other day and i was like eh, I'm, i can kind of half watch this and it really pulled me in i sat down stopped what i was doing and watched the whole thing <laughs> it was good yeah it was really good yeah and it's a you know it's, it's not the most original story but it's still an interesting enough story yeah. so it's basically this world i guess or this this continent mm-hmm. is split up into five pieces because all, it, it used to be there used to be a time where people lived with dragons and they were kind of like their protectors and their guardians and yeah they had like certain powers so yeah right but all the dragons died and they left like an emerald mm-hmm. or like that crystal or whatever to to keep everything in place so that the world can still thrive without the dragons right and of course being humans we messed that up. Right. <laughs> the people messed that up. And, uh, you know, it breaks into five pieces and each of the five territories led by these five leaders takes a piece. And uh, that lets out these. It's like a it's just like an essence. It's not really a demon. Right. Right. But that, it uh, turns everybody to stone. Right. It changes. Yeah. It turn, and I think it originally didn't turn some of the dragons to stone. I think it did. I don't know, because there was kind of later, they showed like that kind of like dragon graveyard, and it was just a bunch of dragon statues. Right. So I think it, yeah, it was like, it's basically just an evil force that turns right. dragons and humans into stone, um, unless you have the dragons with their magical powers to stop them. Yeah, okay. It's uh, it's enough, you know, to start, a, to start a movie with, but it's very rare that you have this kind of character with Raya. Mm-hmm. She's, she doesn't have a character arc, and I'm okay with it. Right. That's actually something that uh, people have kind of, you know, criticized about it mm. since it came out. But it's she doesn't really need to. She's lived by herself. She's a hermit. Right. And she's honestly, she's kind of doing the road warrior thing. She kind of is. And, you know, <laughs> and it's fine that she doesn't because her enemy or adversary does. Right. Pretty much everybody she runs into. Well, does. yeah, everyone else. <laughs> like, true. like she's the uh, like she's the powder keg. Right. Um, that helps everybody get out of apathy, basically, um, into thinking more about the world around them instead of themselves. Right. And, and you know, it's funny. I, I know um, this isn't really off topic because she plays the water dragon. But uh, Aquafina, just mm-hmm. is it just me? But isn't that a water? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Right. So yeah. I thought that was interesting that she played. And I love her voice, by the way. Her voice just is just awesome. She's got a great cartoon voice it and, yeah. and, and her comedic timing is great in this and outside of it but uh yeah i really i really enjoyed her um but yeah i just thought it was funny that she was playing a water dragon <laughs> aquafina yeah. as the water dragon yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool it um that that did give me hope that was one of the things that i hated the most about the trailer i was like oh another goofy side character okay whatever yeah um but yeah she was one of the best parts and she's gonna be in uh shang chi Oh, and Legend of Ten Rings, um, which gives me hope, like more hope for that movie. Like, oh, she's actually pretty good. She can be good. That's cool. So, yeah, looking forward to her in that. I, I, I mean, didn't that's know live she... action, obviously, and it's not like a over the top cartoonish thing. Right, know? right. Although you can kind of say that you know comic book movies are, but whatever. Well, and, um, and I'm getting excited yeah. for that one because I really like the lead. Um, I think the guy who plays Shang. Shang Chi. He's in. He's from Kim's Convenience, which is one of my favorite. Um, they just finished their last season. Uh, Sam Liu. Uh, what's that? His name is Sam Liu. Right? Sam Liu. Yeah, yeah. He. I really like him in Kim's Convenience. So it's really cool that he's doing a, a Marvel movie. That's gonna be huge for him. <laughs> yeah. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. When is that? September. September. Oh, so we don't have soon. much longer to wait. Yeah, that'll be here before we know it. Yeah. But anyway, 
Sure. Um, with with Raya and the Last Dragon, so she Raya obviously, if you go by the title, she finds a dragon. <laughs> right. She finds the last dragon, which is Aquafina, um, and they they start their way into this. I mean, a lot of these territories are wastelands mm-hmm. because the these evil spirits or whatever have decimated not just you know turning people to stone, but it kills like all the wildlife, right. everything around them. So people are like you know people are 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 greedy they are starving right they're so split up and there's very few people left to begin with right i like that like they didn't even stray away from like disney fine like oh the talisman is just with this really old lady it's like nope the old lady was so greedy she held onto it until she died yeah so raya has to rip it out of, out of her hand. lady's hand i know that was crazy <laughs> I liked it though. Just stuff like that. <laughs> they they didn't they didn't play it safe for being a PG Disney movie. No, which is they didn't. And I interesting. And that's what I liked. I mean, there were some harsh scenes in this, uh, and I really liked that actually because they were like pushing that limit. And you know what? That kept the kids interested. They yeah. they didn't leave. They usually leave and they'll go swing. You know, I'm gonna go outside and swing, which I'm fine with. But they didn't do that <laughs> this time. You know, <laughs> whatever. You're getting out of my hair anyway. <laughs> yes, I don't care. <laughs> Sorry, James. My beard hair. My beard hair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah they didn't oh, do that but, uh, with this movie okay i i gotta go off on another little tangent okay. here but that that proves that G, even okay i wouldn't say g movies but no. pg movies PG. at least yeah you still have to have a sense of adventure right like a sense of like loss loss yeah. and all of that and not dumb it down for kids yeah when you start dumbing movies like this down for kids Kids know that you're talking down to them. Like you, know. you don't, you can't treat kids like they're stupid. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Obviously, we're two adults that watch this as well, <laughs> but like you can tell when a movie is talking down to its audience, and that's just like one of the worst things to do. Right. Right. When, I mean, you'll probably agree with me here, James. Growing up, was it like kid movies that interested you the most, or was it like the movies that everybody else was watching? No. Yeah, I wanted to watch Werewolf yeah. uh, in London. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I didn't want to see Land Before Time. Yeah. Even though Land Before Time, we were forced to watch. <laughs> well, that, no, that, the first one's actually pretty dark. So yeah, I'm it okay is. with that. No, you're right. It is. But all the, like, like two and three and four. No, yeah, no, not those ones. <laughs> yeah, but number like, one is dark. And that's what made it good. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But see, that's the difference coming from my age. I'm like, Land Before Time, like, to this day, like, it still makes me really sad. Yeah, the first one does. It's, yeah, yeah, the first one. I let's just say that the other ones don't exist. Right. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but but like in comparison, does anybody really remember and still enjoy all dogs go to heaven? No. Yeah. No, because they talk down and it's like that's true. this, this that's big true. idea of like, oh, you know, these dogs are going to heaven and they're OK. They're going to come back and they're going to help. Blah, blah, blah. I don't I don't even remember the story. No, you're right. That's, that's pretty much edible. It. it is. Well, the, the dog that. <laughs> He's trying to get into heaven because he's a criminal dog. Yeah. So he's trying to basically cheat his way into heaven, which isn't really yeah. a good story anyway. <laughs> it's just, especially, I mean, kind of ever since there's been movies directed at kids. Right. There's always been movies that talk down to kids. Oh, okay. And it's just, Raya and the Dragon is one of them that I was really worried it was going to go that way, where it's talking down kids. But it, no, it was like, this is the world, this is how it is. Um, this is how people are torn apart by greed, by hatred, by, you know, silly things. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter when, when that what arrow... matters is having everybody that you love, having everybody around you. Right. And, and when that arrow goes through that dragon, oh man, I was, I was like, was... they did that. My, my kids faces, they were like, Whoa, yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> but that was it was crazy. great. Like yeah. the, the next character that they run into, it's the little boy. Right. And they don't even like tone him down. It's just like I he just says straight up like I lost my family. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. As it's not like, oh, they said they're coming back. Yeah, they're gonna come back. Like they no. don't try to sugarcoat it. He's No, they don't. He's like they're he's, gone. He's a he's a kid and he knows how the world is now. I think it, his name's Boone, right? I think I think so. Something like that. Yeah. But and then the of course, the baby and the monkeys are supposed to be cute, but when you think about it, they're actually like in a really dire situation. So it's kind of good that they have the smarts to steal from people because a regular baby couldn't take care of herself themselves. Right. right. So it's cute. Like they play it off in a funny way. And even with the young boy, they play it off in a funny way. Like he's over the top. He's silly. But it's like for these kids, the reality is their family's gone. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. Yeah, this that is tough. 
I was really, um, I was really like taken back by it. And, and, and it ended well too. Like, that's the other thing. I was like, how, where's this going? You know, and how are they going to turn this around? And they didn't just, they didn't just, uh, take the easy way. You know, they, yeah, they actually, it was a good ending and I was pleased with how it went out and yeah, it's a happy ending, you know, but, um, yeah, it's, that, earned. it's earned. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's earned. So I was surprised. I mean, I was, I was just glad for that because yeah, there's so many movies, not even just kids movies now, but, uh, a lot of movies in general that just take the easy way out and just like, Oh, everything works out for everybody. Yep. The end. Have a nice day. Here's, here's some, uh, what? What? Here's some uh, a fake um, gag reel. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, what about the, you know, the torment and the things they had to overcome and all this stuff? No, it just works out in you. Right. I, I hate that. I don't like it. They do that in movies. Um, well, and she loses her dad in the beginning, right? Like, he's, yeah, he's defending it. And, and that's how she messed up. Um, oh, and the the main rival, the villain is uh, Namari. Right. Um, played by Gemma Chan or voiced by Gemma Chan. And I got to tell you, this is like this is like the the best way to like safely do like a lesbian couple in a Disney movie. Yeah. Like like they were totally, you know, for each other. They totally wanted each other. Was it just me? I didn't I didn't even notice. Um, I didn't pick up on it. But that doesn't mean at the end. Oh, at the end. I didn't. Was there like a like a scene that I missed? <laughs> no, it's just like when they were kids, like they were they were friends for a oh, little bit, and oh. then it was like a and then it was like a, a a scorned lover. Oh, okay. Like I'm gonna get all the pieces before you, and our our world's gonna thrive, and you're not gonna be part of that. Blah blah blah. Or our world is thriving. We don't need the other pieces. Whatever. Um, but at the end, like you can see that like they really felt for each other. But they had. It might, it, it might not be like you know love, oh, okay. love. See, but... I I think I know what you're talking about. I think I interpret it as like this like respect for my enemy type thing. But I could have I yeah. could watch it again and see. <laughs> yeah. I might not have just been as aware. Um... But see, that's the thing is that's like the safest way, so to speak, mm. for Disney to put like a possible lesbian love connection there. Okay. Is just leaving it as like, you know, it's it's very nuanced. You don't actually I show them hugging or well, maybe they hug, but you what? don't see them like kissing or anything. But it's like there's a sense of respect between these two like strong female characters. And I think my problem was is I kept waiting for the for them to bring back Sinsu. <laughs> like, uh, didn't didn't you like didn't you think that was gonna like, you know, happen? <laughs> you know? Yeah, they, they waited for that. You mean Sisu. Sisu, sorry. Yeah. I mean it yeah. it took well yeah. But it's just, I don't know, it, it was all kind of refreshing to me that, you know, Disney made this kind of film and they just leave it how it is. And they don't try to manage like, oh, well, you have to have like, you know, like a, a white person in this role. Right. It was all it was all Asian Americans. Right. Yeah, and it was actually. Yeah, it was. It was a great cast. It was a great cast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran. You got Gemma. We, um, you got Aquafina. Daniel Kim from Lost. Daniel Day Kim. And yeah. Benedict Wong from um, Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange, I love that guy. He's funny. Sandra Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. It's always obvious to me when Daniel Day Kim is voicing stuff. <laughs> yeah. He he did the what last two seasons of Shira. Right. Right. Which great show. Great show. Yeah, she was good. Uh, but yeah, it was it was so nice to like have him in something like good like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I I feel like this was the way to go. Disney movies. I mean. For they're like separated movies, not not Pixar, not live action, mm-hmm. but like Disney productions, whatever. Um, they, I think they've been knocking it out of the park for yeah. a while now. Yeah, they've done a really good job, and and I was, you know, I wasn't sh- I wasn't sure about this one. It was just the trailer, and that happens sometimes. Just the trailer misleads you in a way, and and then you don't give that movie a chance, and then you hear from other people mixed things and. I'm I'm glad I went and found out for myself because I really ended up liking this one a lot. Yeah, I need to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, like like having it alongside you know Frozen, which is not my favorite thing, but I right. still respect it. And uh, Wreck It Ralph and Big Hero Six, right. which are the other Walt Disney productions, um, kind of like this. Like they all do what they need to do very well. Yeah, yeah. And they all feel different. They don't feel like other Disney movies, except for Wreck-It Ralph 2 a little bit. They had fun with that, with they all did. the Marvel and the princess stuff. But it's the internet. Yeah, whatever. Right, right. 
So, but but you're right. I, it, I it's it's that. good that they that they take those risks and step outside of certain uh, comfort zones. Yeah, and and expand their universe. Um, yeah, they did a good job at that. And 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 to have it separate, like this is a separate world, you know, where some of the Disney movies can kind of run into each other a little bit, like Frozen and Tangled, you know. But but it's that nice. was the other one, yeah. Yeah, it's nice that this one kind of kind of separate from itself from from that. I, I agree. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, it's just they get a chance to you know show all different kinds of stories with different kinds of people, right? And they're really going at it, like they're really you know showing respect for everybody by making sure that everybody has somebody that looks like them, you know, that they can look up to. Right. That representation. Yeah. The representation, mm-hmm. which in, uh, with live action, you can't do nearly as much because then you find out, Oh, if you, if you back the wrong horse yep, and you find out something horrible about your favorite actor, uh, then, uh, yeah. it totally changes that. It so, does. It can be hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just saying, just saying. No, I hear you. Well, yeah. Good. Recommend. I recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think this is good. This was great. Um, glad I watched both movies. I highly recommend both of them. Uh, if you haven't seen them, uh, go go watch them. Hopefully you've watched both movies before you've listened this far into this podcast. <laughs> you know what? Or if you're not interested in watching the movies and you just want to give us the listen instead, sure. Sure. Go for it. We don't we don't know we don't always go over the complete story no. and all the nuances and stuff like that, but hey, if you want to give us a listen instead, I'm not complaining. No, me either. Me either. I'll take it. And yeah. and I guess uh, maybe next time we'll talk about Loki. And then what was the other one that you said I need to watch? Oh, uh, a Quiet, Quiet Place, Place 2. Two. I'm going to write that yep. down make sure I don't miss it. Because yep. how I forgot to watch that is beyond me. Yeah, we'll be keeping up with Loki. Um, first episode uh, just aired. But, you know, we'll be keeping up with it until I think it's eight or ten episodes. Yeah. The next, I don't know about you, James, the next movie for me is going to be The Sparks Brothers. It's about my favorite band, one of my favorite bands, Sparks. And um, Edgar Wright, this is his first documentary that he directed. Oh, cool. Because he loves Sparks so much, and there's so many people talking about them. There's so much cool archival footage of this really eclectic band. If, If you're a fan of you know, any, basically any weird music. That's the only way to describe it. Um, <laughs> you should check it out too. That's cool. I'm going to be seeing that this next week. Fantastic. Jackie, Jackie and I are trying to get away to go see the new conjuring movie. Cause we actually became fans of those. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I don't know if that surprises you or not, but like there, I, I thought they looked kind of silly. We started with Annabelle or Annabelle comes oh. home. It was Annabelle comes home. That one was really good. I was shocked. And then we just started watching the other ones. We actually really like them. We're huge fans. <laughs> I've only seen the first Conjuring, but right. it's it's a universe that I'm just not keeping up with. Right. If I watch it, I watch it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. They're fun. I enjoy them. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. I guess this well, cool. concludes this episode of Nerding Daily. Um, shoot us an email. <laughs>